Hello, fellow nerds, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Our Nerdiest Thing. We are celebrating the holidays today with a very supernatural Christmas. That's what we Woo-hoo. watched. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like that sounds like the title of the like what we're doing. But that's the actual that title of the, the show. Title. The title. That is the title that's of what we're doing. That's the title of the Supernatural episode that we watched. Yeah. Which, which season and episode it's is that It's season one? three, episode eight. Okay. I it's... just made that so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, this isn't called our most uh, gracious thing <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm pretty sure every episode's awkward with all three of us. Yeah, the socially adept thing. Um, that's not us. So let's do our nerdiest recap. Somebody has to do a 30-second summary of the episode, which I feel like I will not do a good job with. Hey, I will get all the chapters. <laughs> Well, no, you won't because it's me. Are you ready? All right, let's go. So we open up and it's Christmas time and Sam and Dean are investigating these murders and they find out it's that all these people have these wreaths in their house and they find out these wreaths are being made by this couple that are giving them out for free. So they go to the couple's house and they realize that they're actually God, they're pagan gods that are like taking these sacrifices. And then they get caught and the lady doesn't want to cuss and they want to cut him and do a sacrifice. And then they kill him with evergreen steaks, which is actually their tree. Mm. I like how you included the lady doesn't want to cuss. <laughs> well, it leads into one of, of the best quotes of the entire it episode. Like, it sounds like an old school movie where you would be going to like a manners class and the lady does, <laughs> does not cut. Well, one of the best parts of the episode for me is when he, what he says like son of a bitch or something as he's cutting her. Or she, she calls her a bitch. Yeah, oh, he calls her a bitch, her a bitch as she's, yeah. you know, slitting his wrist for the blood sacrifice. And she goes, do you know what I say when I want to cuss? <laughs> fudge. <laughs> and he goes, you fudging touch me again and I'll fudging kill you. Yeah. <laughs> so for our nerdiest vocabulary, for this episode it's really not like a pronunciation or anything but I wanted to do a little bit of a deep dive into the herb that is used in these wreaths that they call these gods to and they use this herb called meadow sweet which is also called meadwort which sounds super pleasant kind of sounds like an std it kind of does you he gave me me he gave me meadwort Um, i need to call all my partners and tell them i have meadwort (laughs) i'm having a meadwort flare up again sorry um so anyway, this meadow sweet is actually an herb that is in the rose family, and it's medicinally used to get rid of joint pain, heartburn, stomach ulcers, colds, and gout. So not to call disgusting Santas in to kill you, historically. <laughs> historically, <laughs> but not historically. Santas can come in and it's kill you. It's also actually been used as a diuretic, which I thought was kind of gross. Well, when you have an STD, you might also shit yourself. <laughs> well, I think I would pee my pants if I saw one of those gross Krampus things coming oh, to I me, know, too. right? The kids in this episode are just like, oh, that's a little scary. And like, they don't even freak out. I know. I'm like, like, dude, call 911 or something. Like, I wanted to see a kid pee their pants. <laughs> well, or at least like when the... Krampus or whatever walks away to start screaming. Right. You know what I mean? He's like, like, well, thanks for taking the cookie and not my face. (laughs) They're just completely (laughs) dumbfounded the whole time. Weirdos. There actually, though, is very little scientific evidence to back up any of its medicinal 
purposes. So this is just all at old, your own risk. Use this. <laughs> use this as like a medicinal an old for wives, a diuretic, an yeah. old wives' tale kind of thing. Yes, correct. Basically, if you think of all those different things, it's used as an anti-inflammatory, and it does have like certain like enzymes and things that are that are anti-inflammatory but it does grow in damp environments riverbanks and marshes and has the white flowering buds with a sweet aroma which they talk about in in this pollen from the flower was also historically used to flavor mead which is i guess where they get mead wort from yeah so um what's mead wort they use it in a lot of vitamins it's like a word for a plant i think Um, all i know is saint john's a word i don't know (laughs) i think it sounds disgusting though typically it's served as a tea like a meadow sweet tea so they'll brew it, I guess. Something interesting about it is in culture, it has been found with cremated remains in a Bronze Age cairn. So it is that there's actual like evidence that it was there. Interesting. And this was a fun fact. It was said to be a favorite of Elizabeth I of England because they used to put it out on like floor. Like they would put herbs out on the floors to like give warmth underfoot to their chambers or whatever or to overcome like infections and smells because you know i mean back then that was kind of yeah you need some fragrant flowers to cover up that chamber pot smell exactly (laughs) so (laughs) elizabeth the first of england preferred meadow sweet to other herbs so i thought that was kind of interesting the original poopery but it it wasn't poopery it was like the the glade you spray over the poop smell and then it just smells like flower flavored poop (laughs) gross I have not seen this episode for a really long time, but it was like, it all came rushing back to me. The only thing I remembered was the cut to Sam and Dean kind of waking up in the chairs, tied to the chairs in the kitchen, which was like the last... 10 a little bit of it yeah. yeah the last 10 minutes of the episode it's a really kind of a sad episode it because is. as much as it's about essentially Krampus which we'll get more into it's really about how fucking sad Sam and Dean's Christmases were and how they were on their own yeah. and I mean Dean has to steal presents for Sam for Christmas and it ends up being like Barbies, Barbies and that batons yeah. I love that, yeah. that it was sorry they were Barbie. chick presents yeah that's what he said I didn't know they were chick presents but like yeah. it really like I, you know, Whitney and I are sitting there talking. My son's 11, her son's eight. And I was like, it would be like our two boys being in a hotel room by themselves at Christmas. Like, I can't imagine. No. Mm. Well, and that was one of the things that I wrote down about that whole thing is like, it just, I forget sometimes how much in the lore of the show, how much they were alone as kids, you yeah. know, and yeah. how their dad was just not there. Well, and it was beyond like 80s and 90s latchkey kids. They oh, were yeah. on their own for weeks at a time sometimes yeah. and, and you know, slept by themselves. Yeah. And, yeah. It's really kind of sad. And I think if you're a fan of the show, you become a lover of John Winchester after a while because yeah. he does, you know, spoiler alert, sacrifice himself for Dean. He does, you know, come back at a certain point in the show and you kind of love him. But man, he was a little shit. He was, he was a horrible parent. Yeah. I mean, he really was. And that was one of the things specifically like Dean and Sam are having this conversation about, you know, Sam has John's journal, which if you've watched the show, you know, his journal is a really big deal, which sidebar, wouldn't he have had his journal I was wondering with him? the same I was thing. Why did he just leave that there? Right, right. Yeah. I felt like maybe Sam like kind of snuck it out of his bag or something. It was interesting because tonight the three of us have watched this show for years and years and we all noticed things we'd never noticed before. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, I thought the whole thing with the journal was that John took it everywhere because wh- how else would he have all the details Should that he my has, nerdiest you know? thing of the week be that I have a paperback copy of John's journal <laughs> that my husband got me for Christmas one year? And Possibly. honestly, I've not read the whole thing because it's 
it's kind of scary because it talks about all the monsters oh, yeah. and everything. And I read before bed and I'm like, that's yeah, that would I creep, can't that sleep, would creep yeah. me out. No, yeah. that would creep me out too. But uh, Dean and Sam have this whole conversation after Sam finds the journal and Sam is like, is this all true? Like I read this about our mom and I read this about monsters and Dean has to have this really like deep emotional and kind of devastating for Sam conversation about like, yes, this is what happened to our mom and this is where our dad goes. And I wrote down, Dean should not have to be having this conversation. And Sam literally rolls over and, and cries, cries himself to sleep. Yeah. First of all, it's the week of Christmas. They don't know where their yep. dad is. He has to tell him Santa's not real. He has to tell him how their mom died. He has to tell him his dad haunts monsters. He even makes a joke where Sam's like, monsters. Yeah. What did I say? <laughs> haunts. <laughs> He does not haunt monsters. He hunts monsters. He haunts their dreams. That's right. (laughs) The monsters are haunted by John Winchester, which is kind of true. But, you know, they have to have these adult conversations where Dean has to look at him as essentially like, what do you, how old do you think he is? 12 in that? Ish, yeah. 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 Not much older. Where he's like, I promise you'll feel better tomorrow. And I'm like, that is such an adult thing to have to say. Yeah. As a child, can you imagine how devastating? Hey, monsters are real, but Santa's not. Yeah, right. Like, talk about a double blow. That also, that always, that aspect of the show where, like, well, that's not real. Like, they do that several times with different things. Like, this episode, it was about Santa. Sometimes they're talking about angels, and Dean's like, well, that's definitely not real. And it always makes me laugh because I'm like, well, let's think about the premise of your life for one. (laughs) Like, it's always funny to me that, like, you you know, in this world, you hunt monsters and like vampires and stuff, but it's ridiculous that Santa could be real. But do you like, remember at the beginning of the series too, because I'm rewatching it with my daughter for yeah. the first time. Um, they don't believe in angels and demons at the beginning either. They demons kind of come into play yeah. pretty quickly, but then um, there's an episode. It's not until like late season two until there's an episode about angels and they're like, angels aren't real. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. And then that becomes a key a huge part of the show. Right. Part of it. So it's just, it's funny to me that they're not like, well, I mean, maybe Santa could be real. Like, th- I just think that's funny. Cause it's, it doesn't seem very realistic. <laughs> Well, can we can we talk a little bit about the Santa in this episode and and essentially Krampus like yeah, the, yeah. this this bloody character like that comes yeah. in right because the episode opens with um, essentially this kid's I called him creepy uncle I think he's supposed to be his grandfather <laughs> I called him creepy grandpa yeah he's so he's like hey there Johnny yes he was. Is, like is that a pencil in your pocket? Are you happy to see me? Like He's so creepy. And he's like, have you been a naughty boy or a good boy? <laughs> Santa needs to know. No. <laughs> <Bitch>. <laughs> and, and the kid's like, did you bring me presents? And he's like, I thought Santa brings you presents. <laughs> Weird. I did write down. I'm pretty sure this is our first victim, but I want to run away from you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe because the Krampus um, in Lord does come after bad children, so maybe he takes the grandpa because he is a creepy uncle or something. But yeah. it, it, one thing I I, I kind of asked in my notes though, like, why is it always the men? Like, yes. he always takes the dads. That was not really explained. Yeah, it wasn't. They the Krampus or whatever walks past the kid. Um, 
the one kid that just stood and like never yeah. said a word, never cried or anything. So I think what's important to remember though in this episode is that it's not really Krampus; it's the pagan gods. Like that's what I was just about to ask and you. And I think that they they need like a adult human sacrifice. It's to one feed of on. those two, right? Yeah, of yeah, the, yeah. Like so, it's, June it's, Cleaver couple. I call right? them the Bradys, right? Like yeah. Yeah. the guy has a, p- a pipe in his mouth the whole <laughs> yes. time, and he's you know they say fudge and yeah, of the it's F like word, Ward so. Cleaver. They leave it to yeah, Cleaver parents. Yeah. So a little bit about the Krampus. Um, because this is something that's come way back into style, you know, as horror movies have become more popular over time. And, you know, I think we've essentially become desensitized and we think this stuff is interesting to, <laughs> to watch, right? We were just talking about how we want to go watch a scary Christmas movie this weekend. So a little bit about the Krampus. In lore, in Austrian and Germanic lore, he's half goat and a half demon monster. He's covered in fur, has a long red tongue, horns, a tail, one foot and one hoof. So in the show, they talk about how he has a limp. So oh, I'm that assuming makes sense. It's because he has a foot and a hoof. The Krampus is the devilish companion to St. Nick. And in some lore, he's actually his evil twin. So on December 5th, it's known as Krampus Night. And then December 6th is St. Nick Day. Totally celebrating Krampus Night from here on out. I know, right? <laughs> December 5th, people. I'm going to so, scare my kids in their bed. <laughs> oh, God. That would be hilarious. So he's known to be the son of the god Hell, who is the Norse god of the underworld, right? And so essentially what happens is if children are bad on Krampus night, December 5th, he will come and beat the shit out of them with birch sticks. And if they're good, then St. Nick comes the next day. So on St. Nicholas Day, you either are getting treats in your shoes or you are or you healing bruises. from your wounds. <laughs> wow. That's what it says. It says you can heal from your injuries on that day or you get candy. I'm like, <laughs> that's really messed up. So the Catholic Church obviously has tried to ban all references of Krampus, right? And after the Austrian Civil War in 1934, the Krampus festivities were banned. But even as late as 2006, child psychologists were having to remind people that violence and demonic imagery of Krampus are not suitable for children. <laughs> and and the reason they have to Is say that this... Is that where I'm going wrong with parenting? <laughs> <laughs> so they still have Krampus runs, and the point is for the adults in the run to terrorize the people in the streets. <laughs> I will say the the Krampus runs sounds like what I'm going to have after a night <laughs> after Christmas dinner. <laughs> the Krampus runs is what you get after too many mistletoe martinis. <laughs> Krampus runs away. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard I'm crying. You're welcome. Okay. So if you want to keep Krampus away, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to make Krampus bread. I could not find a recipe for this anywhere. But you're supposed to flavor it with the essence of sweat and burning souls. <laughs> burning souls? So easy peasy. You go to the grocery store, you get some sweat, you get some burning souls, you put it in your bread, and you eat it. And I mean, I've got the sweat readily available. I've been you know, menopause on. and all that. I've been holding on to some burning souls. But the so, burning souls seem hard to come by. So, you know, if your child misbehaves, let them know about Krampus Night and St. Nick's, and they'll, you know, they might have the Krampus runs, but they won't mistake. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, in this episode, Krampus is 
terrifying. <laughs> and he is, is in lore he's like too. Bloody like, boots really, and all really that. Scary. Yeah, yeah. That, I did not remember that from watching this episode before about how the the shoes and the clothes and the glove. Well, I guess they weren't wearing gloves. They're but, like, like soaked the in fur, blood. Yes, like completely covered well, with and blood. It's pretty gory with the, the eyeball. And well, yeah. When they so in the episode, if you all haven't seen it, and hopefully you watched it before this podcast. If not, just pause it now and go watch it. And come right back. <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> so they go into this this um, June Cleaver basement of this of these two Nordic gods that are essentially sacrificing people. Right? They're kind of dressing up as Krampus, and the Meadow Sweet is what attracts them to the people that buy the Meadow Sweet wreaths. And so when you go down, when Sam and Dean go down to their basement to investigate, there's like bloody bones everywhere and hacksaws and eyeballs and there's a guy alive in a santa bag oh my god i wrote down jeffrey dahmer's basement is what i wrote down like that's what it reminded me of and i'm just realizing after you said there's a guy alive in the bag that never gets circled back (laughs) oh yeah he's just stuck there they're like well the the pagan gods are dead i guess he'll work his way out of there (laughs) or like maybe we're supposed to think that he died like while sam and dean were trying to kill the gods you know what i mean but i just realized we never never went back yeah (laughs) we never went back to the guy that was a bit of a loose end yeah (laughs) yeah i never thought about that so can we talk about another loose end speaking of sam and dean because we already discussed um how sad their Christmases are. Are you, are you laughing because I said loose end? Oh my God. I'm still thinking about the Christmas. <laughs> so if you, so okay. Sorry. If you have loose ends or Krampus runs, just get some Imodium. You'll be fine. It's one pill. And then every 30 minutes after, if you still have the Krampus runs. <laughs> Do not, however, drink meadow sweet tea. Uh, that's right, because it's <laughs> yeah, a diuretic. That will not yeah. help. Yeah. Okay, so um, what can I say besides loose ends, Whitney? Without no, you, you can. I'll just loose. Ends. I'll hold it together. So the loose end of the Krampus run. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't fair. So <laughs> if if you're a diehard Supernatural fan, um, and if you aren't, you should be. For the record, <laughs> just go start it on Netflix. It's a really, really, really wonderful show. Um, there is an amulet that you see Dean Winchester wearing pretty much like 90% of the show. There's a short time period that he does not. And in this episode, Sam actually has this necklace that he's going to give to their father. And all of us caught for the first time that it was given to him from Bobby as a protective charm. So if you watch the show, you know this amulet becomes very important later because it glows in the presence of God or a.k.a. spoiler alert, Chuck. So it's it's interesting that it wasn't something that Sam went and bought. Like he actually got it from Bobby and it's interesting that they've never said anything else about him getting it from him. And the three of us going to what eight cons total together and never catching this. I feel like a bad nerd. Well, and, what, <laughs> and what's interesting is it was supposed to go to John. So like, what was Bobby's intent? Well, okay. And so like, here's my thought because Whitney went and looked real quick up in like, I guess like supernatural pedia that um, Bobby got it from a woman in Tampa, right? Yeah, an unnamed woman right. in Tampa. So, if you follow the show, you know that the apocalypse starts and Lucifer is freed because Dean torments souls in hell while he's there, right? He, he buckles under the pressure and torments souls in hell. If you watch, you know that it was supposed to be John that does that. 
and John never breaks. So I wonder if Bobby, if that person told them to give it for Bobby to give it to John because he was going to be the one to need it eventually. Oh, that's interesting. Not Ooh, I like that. That is interesting. You know, but I and I feel like people that have never watched the show think it's about like two good looking brothers, and it is. I was going to say that's not wrong. But <laughs> having so much said more. that. There is so much lore and interesting, like, nerddom in this show and yeah. things. You know, watching it with my daughter right now, we're, like, on episode one. And I'm like, I need you to pay attention to this part because in season 14, episode three, there's a <laughs> reference to this. Like, it's it's awesome. And I think, you know, you can really compare it to us loving the Sarah J. Mash universe so much because everything is wrapped Connected. up within each other. Yeah. It's very and deep. Yeah. It is very, very deep. And I mean, shit, 15 seasons? Mm-hmm. Like, you've got to have someone watching for continuity errors and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. um, but if you've not watched the show, you really, really should. And you know what? You could start with the Krampus episode. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be a horrible place to start. You, yeah, don't, you won't know some of their references, but you'll you'll get where it's coming from. It was a really good episode. And it was it showcases, I think, one of the things that made Supernatural such a good, well, it still is a good show. Um, but such a great show is that as kind of like outlandish the the premise of the show is as far as like it's about the supernatural, right? So it's kind of out there a lot of the times, but they're able to bring it back down to reality with the family dynamics. Yes. And the right. whole conversation with Sam and Dean at the Santa park or whatever that Sam said, like, whose childhood are you talking about? Yeah. I literally just had a conversation with one of my siblings about, how we both remember the same events like very differently. And my my memories of growing up are extremely different than their memories. And we were just talking about like, we grew up in the same house with the same parents and essentially the same set of rules for everybody. But our experience of it was so different that our perspective and perception of what the reality was like is very, Mm -hmm. very different. And it was a little it was, I don't want to say triggering, but it was a little triggering to hear Sam say that. Like, well, whose childhood are you talking about? Because I've had that right. exact feeling. Well, even when you start watching this episode, it opens with like Christmas lights and it has a different yes. opener and it's supposed to be all holly and jolly. And even the pagan gods that they have to kill at the end are like these really amazing people that play bridge every And week have and snow gloves everywhere. Yeah, they're pillars of the community. And... I think the whole episode is really symbolism for like how you perceive something. Right. And it is not a feel good episode. Like we ended the episode and I was like, I feel all sad inside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank goodness. I've got our nerdiest cocktail to bring me right back up. Um, So I'm really interested in, you know, we talked a few minutes ago about how Dean has to tell Sam that Santa's not real. So who told you, Santa wasn't real. And how'd you take the news? Um, my cousin, who is my sister's age, found... How many years older is Catherine oh, than you? Oh, gosh. Two, She's on, Catherine's only two years older than me. Shout out to Catherine. Catherine. <laughs> like every episode now, we just do a shout out to Catherine. <laughs> she told me recently, she was like, I'm really enjoying... I'm like, I'm listening for my shout outs when I listen <laughs> to the episode. <laughs> but um, we were at my cousin's house and I was probably, I don't know, I want to say like eight-ish. And my cousin had found, like, the stash hidden in his house. The pot stash? No, the, the Santa stash. <laughs> oh. It was, like, hidden in this weird, like, um, false door or, like, hidden door that went to, like, an attic crawl space. 
Um, but anyway, he was like, look at the gifts that I found. And we were all like, whoa. And then, um, this was the week of Christmas. So then Christmas comes and those gifts are all in our like Santa piles. Sure. So all of us, like all five of us were like, what? (laughs) But I'm pretty sure my sister had already figured it out when she was like, did you guys go and talk about it? Or did you tell your parents right then? Like what the hell? No, I think my sister told them like before it had happened or uh, after it happened. The big but sister, like just a heads up. Yeah. They know I think, not real. I mean, I think so. But my parents also like Santa was never a big deal in our house because we were broke as a joke. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> we, so there's that. None of us but, come from money. So yeah, we get it. she, my mom in particular, like, just never wanted to do Santa. And she has said to me many times, like we really wanted to just not do it at all, but you can't not do it. Right. Like it's just every, well, and it's just everywhere. Right. Like you can't pretend like Santa doesn't exist. So it wasn't devastating. Yeah. No, I don't. I remember being like confused and like, what do you mean? But I wasn't, I don't remember being devastated. Now, of course, like my mom will listen to this or my sister will listen to this and be, be like, like, you, you were crying yeah, for three you, weeks. Yes. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> you were upset for a year. Like, I, I don't remember that at all. It's funny. I, I have, um, more like sad feelings around my daughter finding out than me finding out. Right. Because my brother told me, I think I was like eight and that's what big brothers do. Right. And I remember looking at him and being like, you're lying. Why would you tell me that? You're lying. And I was so upset. But my someone at school told my daughter. And I remember having a That's conversation. Cool. No, it was not. And there, that can be a whole other episode about her <laughs> shitty mom. But anyway, if you're listening, yes, I think you're shitty. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so like Sadie asked me about it and I'm not going to lie to her. Right. And we have a conversation in the car about how like Santa's a feeling and like it's a it's the Christmas spirit. And she like bawled in the car Aww. and I'll never forget that. But my son, um, like just in the last six months actually lost a tooth and didn't tell us and put it under his pillow (gasps) and when the tooth fairy didn't come he figured it out obviously no and um i have a rule with my kids that if you say santa's not real santa doesn't bring you presents and but my much like you whitney my husband was a preacher's kid he they didn't do Santa growing up. So we don't do big gifts from Santa. Yeah, Santa brings either. you like books or like cute little socks or something yeah. like that. It's like a glorified stocking, essentially. Uh, that was uh, what we did. Yeah, Santa fills fun. the stockings. Yeah, yeah, Santa, it's fun. And like the elves fill our stockings on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. That's our tradition. But like, it's just something fun to do. It's like a cartoon. Yeah. You know, it's not taking Jesus out of Christmas. <laughs> Cut it out. All right. <laughs> Men, what about you? Who told you? I honestly don't remember like a moment. I'm pretty sure my older sibling is like six and a half, seven years older than me. So obviously figured it out long before I did. I have this vague memory of being in our basement. So it was before my parents got divorced. So it would have been when I was probably six of my older sibling telling me that, that Santa wasn't real or, or showing me the stash of presents. I don't know. I remember being in the basement when it, when it happened that's literally the only memory i have of it either i blocked that out or it wasn't that big of a deal to me kind of like what you said whitney i do remember on christmas eve so we always went to my grandmother's house on christmas eve and they would all like sequester us in the the den area and then somebody would come in and be like ho 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 and then they'd leave the santa presents so rude that they called you that (laughs) (laughs) you were only six for goodness sake. i know god but um, I do remember them like 
doing that. Yeah. And I remember being old enough to know that Santa wasn't real and then but still faking it for my younger cousins. Right. Sure. That's what you do. Right. Have you guys seen the um, from a few years ago when Ryan Gosling hosted SNL? They have you should look it up. It is absolutely hilarious. There's a little like digital short basically where he and his wife are at a Christmas party. And um, there are kids at the Christmas party and somebody talks about Santa coming. And the whole thing is that Ryan Gosling and his wife like think that Santa is real. And, <laughs> oh my and they like absolutely lose their minds oh, that they're awesome. going to get to meet Santa. <laughs> it is it is like laugh out loud funny. I just it popped up on TikTok for me recently. Oh, my gosh. It put hilarious. it in the show notes. Yeah, link it's, to it. Yeah. It is just I've not so seen funny. that. It's really, really funny. That's awesome. Also, Robbie's mom, Robbie, my husband's sister is like four years, almost four years older than him. Um, so, you know, obviously she figured out Santa before he did and she took it real hard, apparently. <laughs> so my mother-in-law never to this day, never had like an official talk about Santa conversation with my husband. And so she'll joke like, maybe he still believes. I don't know. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> I mean, I know he doesn't listen to this, so I don't want to like burst his bubble, but do you think he still listens? I'll have him listen just still... so he can figure it out. Yeah. I don't want you to do that to him. <laughs> no. She'll she'll talk about it and he'll be like, what do you mean? Because he thinks it's funny. And she always Whitney's is like. husband has the best understated sense of humor because he he's really shy does. and quiet. He so funny. Yeah, yeah. And he'll like, when he says something, it's always on key because he never just talks to talk. <laughs> yeah. He'll be like, wait. Did you just say that? It's he like deadpan and like is, a dry it wit. It's hilarious. You know what show he is? So, or show. What um, game he's so good at. And if you guys have never heard of this game, it's called Utter Nonsense. And it's like um, Cards Against Humanity, but with uh, accents. And Robbie is the best <laughs> at it. Really good the at best that. at it. And there's been a couple of, like the cards aren't just like regular like Jamaican accents. It's yeah. like, there's one where like you're giving birth or whatever. And I won't say which one it was, but there was one time <laughs> Robbie got a card and he had to go first. And we were like, you win. <laughs> we were Sorry, all like Robbie. i'm glad i didn't pull that card right exactly um you were talking we're talking about christmas traditions um one of the things they talked about in the episode is the pagan roots basically of christmas which i really zeroed in on because i've actually had a conversation with more than one person this past week mm-hmm. about how they or someone in their family um has chosen they're you know christians and they celebrate the idea of Jesus being born, but they will not participate in anything Christmas because because they say that it's like not biblical. And I was like, Mm. it was so strange to have that many conversations. It was like three different people. And I have never heard of that before, but buzzkills. Well, I've heard the, I mean, I know you probably do know these people. (laughs) (laughs) You don't actually. Okay, good. Um, But I've known that there were pagan like roots to a lot of the stuff, but I didn't realize that there was like, uh, an undercurrent or movement of people that were like, we're not going to do Christmas anymore because yeah. of it. So that was well. What you strange. find out that's so, pagan? I'm very interested in this. Well, you know what? Almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like almost everything. Well, you know what's not pagan? That song that goes, "Happy birthday, Jesus." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so glad it's Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> um, yeah. So the first ep- the first sentence of this article that I'm looking at is history.co.uk. The pagan roots of Christmas is what it's called. It says Christmas makes no sense. <laughs> 
beginning of the article. Well, was I think just most people, not to be a really downer. Quick. So these people, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's a commercialized holiday. It's well, not yeah. really like, right. but yeah. I really like it. No, I do too. It's okay. I, I, will I, keep I have to ask really quick, these people that are like, we don't celebrate Christmas pagan, whatever. Do they do Christmas gifts? And- no. Oh, interesting. That was part of what we were talking about because one of the people that I was having a conversation with was talking about how their adult child has decided that they're not going to celebrate Christmas. And the person that I was talking to was like, I already bought all your presents. I don't know what you want me to do. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was hilarious. Just come on. You're not worshiping the devil. Well, Well, and you know, like you have your personal convictions and if that feels right to you, that's great. But, um, but it's wrong. Let your mom, no, I'm kidding. Let's, I don't really think let your mom buy you a present. You know, uh, right. know, whatever. It's just, fun. so, um, they were talk. they, the article is talking about the argument over when Jesus's actual birthday would have been, which I've, I don't like to me, it's very common sense that like December 25th is probably not like a real birthday, but it's it's super arbitrary. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's just a chosen day. Also, like who cares if that's his actual birthday? It changes nothing. Apparently a lot of people do. So, um, there's this whole argument between different scholars that have come to different conclusions, right? About when he would be born. Most of them actually agree that he probably would have been conceived around, um, winter in December and then born in the fall the following year. And that's based on um, looking up when a census would have occurred that's talked about in the Bible and right. um, talked about uh, Mary's cousin, Elizabeth, her husband was a priest and he was this kind of priest and his job would have been this. And this is the time of year he would have done it. And it's I think like, we need Whoa. a segment on the show. That's like, and now from the preacher's kid, <laughs> Because I'm like, oh, yeah, they did do a census, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that is true. This is this is the preacher's the the PK corner. Um, So there was this whole section about, you know, when people think Jesus was born. And it's pretty much not December 25th, which, again, to me, I'm like, well, yeah. But also (laughs) I, I knew that if if why does it really matter what day it actually was if we're all just celebrating as one? Like, why does it matter? It doesn't necessarily matter. Based on what I read, it doesn't necessarily matter that December 25th is not Jesus's birthday. But what matters is that it seems that December 25th was chosen because it was already a pagan celebration. So one of the Roman emperors, I'll try to find who it is um, while I'm talking. But one of the Roman emperors became a Christian and made Christianity like the national um, religion. And so when that happened, they kind of used some of these other Roman religious um, celebration days and were like, well, now that's going to be Christian. Well, because it's like and winter like solstice, co-opted. right? Yes, that's, there was some, there's winter solstice, there's, uh, there was a huge party, apparently, party time called Saturnalia. Party time. Yeah, well, it's um, in the month of December, they celebrated in Rome a festival called Saturnalia, which was several days in early to mid-December and held in honor of the god Saturn. As 
it has become one of the most notorious shindigs in history, <laughs> is what it says. They marked the winter festivities with raucous parties, rampant gambling, and turning all so- social norms upside down, which meant even servants and slaves were allowed to take control with their masters serving them feasts and following their orders. Oh, God forbid. Right. <laughs> they were allowed to openly criticize those in power, which made Saturnalia an annual flowering of free speech and cheeky cheeky satire sounds like festivus yeah it does (laughs) or it sounds like um essentially right before lent is what it sounds like to me so like i guess from a like leadership point of view because i always say um you know my husband's a preacher's kid i know that you are too and we've had a lot of discussions about like how pastors get paid and like because like there's this or how they don't or how they don't <laughs> yeah. right and i've always said like take the word pastor out and make it motivational speaker right. and then what do they deserve to get paid for right. you know essentially motivating people to be good during the week but as this leader that you know decided to make this pagan holiday the actual day of christmas I'm sure their thinking was like, well, why not just take all these people that are already celebrating on this day? I'm trying to convert them to Christianity. Let's make that right. Jesus's birthday. And then we right. can all celebrate at the same time. Yeah. Right. And I've heard like, that before that like right. that day was a pagan celebration, whatever. But I've always thought of it like you just said, like right. that makes sense. But like the Christmas tree is all about bringing in like pine, like branches and stuff is a, um, like an offering to the pagan gods and all of that. But like, it is what you make it. Right. I mean, like really it's in, into each their own, like don't murder people. Don't <laughs> cheat on your spouse. Don't lie to people. Just be a good person. And you know what? If you want to buy someone Christmas gifts, you buy them Christmas gifts. And if right. they don't buy you anything, then they don't get their presents. It's not a big <laughs> That's the way the world works. Um, it was Constantine the Great who officially adopted Christianity as the re- the religion of the Roman Empire. And then later, Pope Julius I officially established December 25th as Christ's birthday. So they basically just like took the pagan holiday, which I guess is why people object to that date. But I mean, that's fine. So what are they going to do? Create a a new date? They're just going to not do it, I guess. I don't know. Um, They're going to do it on Halloween instead because that's the devil's holiday. The Christmas tree. (laughs) Sam Hain. The Christmas tree is probably a descendant of evergreen ornaments that were used by Romans during Saturnalia. Um, And also there's a tradition of tree worship during winter solstice rites in other pagan cultures where the evergreen represents new life in the midst of darkness and despair. So that would make sense that in winter solstice, like the shortest sunlight days, right? Right. You would celebrate new life. Um, There was something about mistletoe that I thought was... While you're looking that up, can we talk? I just when you said mistletoe, it made me think Missle of this. My toe. Missle my toe. Missle my toe. So in Missle this episode, oh they gosh. think that this like um, little like Christmas village Santa is the Krampus because he has a limp and he smells sweet because he <laughs> smells like alcohol. <laughs> and they go to like his trailer and it says like Merry Christmas at the top and these really nice like marquee lights. I don't know if you guys <laughs> yeah. noticed that. And then um, they notice he still has his Santa hat on and they hear this woman scream and they go in and he's totally watching like Christmas porn with like a huge bong with his Santa hat (laughs) and it says like missile my toe what else roast my chestnuts jingle my bell egg my nog egg my nog I wrote down that those lines made me think of the trickster like when he shows up in the 
uh, porn movies. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. like over the top ridiculous. Casa erotica. Yes. Thank yep. you. I'm, I wrote down, did Richard Spate write this? <laughs> Was he shout somehow out, involved? Shout out to Richard Spate, who does a supernatural podcast that you should definitely listen to. He does it with Rob Benedict, yeah. who plays God in this show. Um, and he also emcees the cons. And yeah, he's, he's so really, funny. really he's wonderful. He's yeah. really funny. Um, so the mistletoe. I thought this was really interesting. So the mistletoe goes back to a Norse myth that involves the trickster god Loki. All right. Interesting. Um, Richard Spade. Exactly. Um, So there was a god called Baldur. B-A-L. Baldur. D-R. Yeah. He's he's in. um, There's a part in season four where Baldur is in an episode. Remember all the gods go to the hotel. Yeah, and Baldor is in that episode. Oh, okay. Well, he was driven to paranoia by visions of his own death. So his mom, the goddess Frigg, made every earthly object vow never to harm him. However, the mistletoe was the one earthly object who did not vow to not harm Baldor. So, I'm picturing the mistletoe is like the TikToks you always post where like the <laughs> eyes and the lips are on it. So you I'm may. I'm not going to do that. Can you please make a TikTok for that to release with this episode? Uh, yeah, I can probably figure that <laughs> okay, out great. somehow. Yeah. Um. So Loki shows up. Baldor. Baldor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Baldor. He, he became Baldor. Became known for his invincibility because his mom had everything swear not to hurt him, and so Loki shows up with some mistletoe because he knew that the mistletoe did not make that vow, and it was like his weak. It like just the sounds like he's homophobic to me. <laughs> I mean, he's like, I'm not. Kissing well, how you under does that. it then translate to kissing under the mistletoe? I'm not really sure that I didn't fully get from this, but it says maybe because it's like your weakness, and so if you're under the mistletoe, you weaken and you must kiss i don't know but maybe he made a weapon with the mistletoe and killed <laughs> he ki- loki made the weapon with the mistletoe and killed the god and um his mom's tears of woe were caught on the mistletoe's branches turning into the white pearl-like berries symbolizing her love for him and that's all it said about the mistletoe so i'm i don't know how it became like a kiss so under the mistletoe kissing deal. your partner under the mistletoe it harkens back to a mom and a son. I know, no, right? That Freudian. sounds very Oedipal. <laughs> yeah, it's a little Freudian. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was really interesting because I have always known that Christmas and Christmas traditions have a lot of pagan roots, like in the back of my head, but I never sure. really like looked into it. Right. Cause I kind of, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. How yeah. you believe in things or why you right. celebrate Christmas. The if reason, you, yes. Right. If you celebrate Christmas because you're a Christian, that's why you celebrate Christmas. If you celebrate Christian because it's a consumerism holiday, that's why you celebrate Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas because you're a pagan, that's why you celebrate <laughs> Christmas. Right. Us knowing where it comes from isn't going to change. Right. right. Thing. I mean, yeah, it's really it was, just, it is interesting it's, though. Yeah, it's I mean, just if it interesting. was, if it was, if the etymology was like they slaughtered a bunch of people and put their blood on pine cones, it would be different. But like, <laughs> as far as we know, they didn't. That was Deb's a really thought specific, a lot about this. Yeah, that was a really <laughs> specific detail. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of like Christmas tree, you know, pine and yeah. and all that. Plus, I just watched a really messed up supernatural episode. <laughs> well, side I, note: Deb has EMF in her. 
living room. <laughs> Mindy can't handle the PlayStation. <laughs> it sounds Netflix. like EMF, and I'm like, what is going on in here? Deb is <laughs> has ghosts in her living well, room. Well, you guys know I have a ghost in the house. <laughs> I choose to not think about that. One of my friends from college messaged me this week. She just listened to that episode, and she was like, you need to relocate that podcast ASAP. <laughs> never felt him in here for the record not one single time it's usually up in my studio i and love I, you that did not make me feel better no like <laughs> seriously though it's always upstairs when i hear steps when i'm down like obviously when weird. i'm downstairs i always hear it upstairs and when i feel like someone's standing behind me it's You're always upstairs. in a specific room hmm. it's in my studio uh, i mean He's i can't crafty i can't yeah that's right i can't tell you the number of times i've turned around because i've thought someone in my family is standing yeah. behind me like, like harper's trying to scare you yeah my <laughs> son and i play a game where we try to scare each other i win a lot because you know i'm i'm only like 30 years older than him but he whatever. tried to scare you tonight while we were watching Supernatural <laughs> and I could see him, you know, from where and I was I sitting here every step. And I, he yeah, I, I was kind of looking, I was trying to not make it obvious. I didn't want him to think that I was trying to get your attention right. and like ruin his plan. You're but I was cool. like, right. I was like, he is so loud. <laughs> There's no way she does I'm not hear to him. Tr- to teach this kid how to sneak up on someone and he just <laughs> does not get it. He was, he was like crawling on the floor across <laughs> the kitchen. Like he was the hard wood floor that creaks he by was the way. trying so hard and i was yeah. just like you are so loud but like, well you gotta gonna keep work. up your rep because he he loves whitney when he was little he always called her 90 which I, I thought was so sweet. i wish he still did call me 90 but i recognize that that's not i called you, that, <laughs> I called okay. you that one day and he goes who's that and i said <laughs> i said whitney and he goes why do you call her that i was like you, you call her that <laughs> That's yeah. like my daughter had a, a speech delay and my sister is Catherine and my kids call her Aunt Cat, but my daughter called her meow for a, <laughs> for a long time because she didn't I say cat. She that. said meow. Yeah. And my sister's like, I know one day she's going to call me Aunt Cat, but I really would just love her to keep calling me meow. And like <laughs> yeah. now she calls her cat. But yeah, that, that is funny great. because you and Mindy are definitely like, quote unquote, aunts of the house, right? <laughs> you've, you've been a part of his life since the day he was born. We're not regular aunts. We're cool. You were the cool aunts. <laughs> they talk about Pagan and <laughs> watch Supernatural. Yeah. When you were talking about it being a not feel good episode, I had completely forgotten the whole plot um aspect of dean at the end of season two and this episode that we watched today is season three episode eight at the end of season two sam actually dies and dean makes a deal with a crossroads demon to bring back bring sam back to life but dean only gets to live for one more year and then he is supposed to die and go to hell right and i had completely forgotten about that whole aspect of the plot being it was kind of a major part of this episode well that's why dean wants to celebrate christmas and why sam doesn't right right? and that whole like i was talking about earlier the the realness even though you know like i've not made a deal with a crossroads demon but that we know of that i that i will tell you about but that real realness of like holidays are complicated family is complicated like stuff isn't easy and holidays especially bring up a bunch of junk right and everybody deals with it differently it's a good reminder for all of us to take it easy on each other right now Mm -hmm. so if you're listening to this and you're you're headed to your families for christmas and you've (laughs) got that one aunt in her red maga hat that like is gonna walk in (laughs) just ignore her and be nice to her you never know if she might be going through some shit that's not stupid yeah yeah Uh, ooh, the fingernail by the way can we talk about how barfy that was like it was really graphic this episode 
I did yeah, not remember gross. how, like, we talked a little bit about, like, the bloody bones and the eyeball and the... The Jeffrey Dahmer basement? Yes. Yeah. But then, like, their sacrifice that they're doing when they're tying them up and they're, like, slitting their wrists and getting blood out. And then they take Sam's fingernail off and... They try to take Dean's and tooth. And it's gross. Like, they... I think, what would what'd you say, Whitney? You said, I could have done without that graphic. Yeah, I, I wrote down, I could have lived forever without seeing that special effect of losing his fingernail. Like, that was just... I would have loved a cutaway to his face uh, right. of just him being uh, yeah, like, I didn't, ah, I didn't need to see the... It. I definitely I was taking away. notes, so I didn't see anything. I looked away. I did not. <laughs> you missed it out. was a little barfy. Yeah, that was gross. I so, do, oh, really quick, I do love that um, the detail that they put into this because you can see the Samulet that he gives him. You can see it on him and knowing mm-hmm. like knowing what we know now and going back and watching this, I probably never would have noticed it the first time I watched, yeah. but you can see it on Dean while he's fighting the, the gods in there. And then I thought it was a really cute, uh, not cute, like a cool detail that in the end it starts snowing because yes. they said that the, the the exchange for sacrificing these people to these pagan gods is that they get nice weather and it's Michigan and it's not, it's supposed to be snowing and it's not, it's like very mild weather. And then at the very end, the last sort of cutaway scene is it's snowing and it's like they defeated them and then they got the, the I Michigan weather. That. Yeah, that's I, the first time I've caught it yeah, too. I noticed so. that too because, especially with later seasons of Supernatural, sometimes you think that they've killed a monster, and then you find out later, like, no, you actually didn't. If you if you've not watched Supernatural, and, and hopefully we have encouraged you to do so, nothing ever actually dies on <laughs> yeah. that show. Just FYI, like if I you're mean, sad that someone died, rarely. Do they not You're come back? You're probably going to see them again. <laughs> right. Can I, before we get into our nerdiest thing, I really want to know in the spirit of Christmas what your all's favorite Christmas story is. Favorite? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell this story. Um, it's not, it's just really funny. Like it was not funny at all when it happened. I, I'm sure I've told you guys this story, but I don't think I've told it on the podcast. But you've not told our thousands, yeah, of, I thousands don't, of listeners. I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. So it was the last Christmas before I got married and my mom was feeling some type of way about the fact that it was my last Christmas before I got married. Cause I got married before my sister did. It was almost like Dean was about to go to hell. I mean, Same you thing. would, you would have thought. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we were with my mom mom's sister uh, my aunt and my cousins and it was it's a lot of people and um we went to this mountaintop resort but it was not a resort and we still talk about like this location because it was like a windy curvy mountain road and i get super carsick and it was absolutely horrible like getting there state it was in north carolina i think okay yeah that makes sense i can't remember exactly where but i'm pretty sure north carolina but the there was nothing to do the tv didn't work um oh dear god (laughs) no i mean when i tell you there was nothing like literally there was nothing and it was just a long like week. I don't like people enough to have nothing. I right, mean, me it was a long week. So finally, Christmas morning is here. And we I've been complaining. You know, like my sister's been complaining. And my mom's like, I'm just trying to have a nice Christmas. And so I don't know. I said something while we were opening presents. And my mom got so upset and started crying. And my dad had left the room. And he walked back in and saw my mom was crying. And he said, basically, like, what happened? And my mom mom very dramatically looked up at me and pointed like a Nesta point 
<laughs> her whole arm like shot forward and she said she did it <laughs> and pointed at me <laughs> and we still talk about this like I, my sister and i you ruined still, christmas i mean Whitney. i did like i ruined her christmas and she like it was it was nesta and the, in the cauldron like it's her fault <laughs> i will oh tell you God. i've known that story for like 10 years <laughs> and every time someone's dramatic in my house i look at my husband and go she did it <laughs> I told my mom that sometime recently. I'm like, Deb and Mindy, like, say she did it. And my mom's like, oh, my God. <laughs> love you, Linnell. Love so you, love you. <laughs> but that's my favorite Christmas story. <laughs> so my favorite Christmas story is also where I ruined Christmas. <laughs> okay. So I have to paint a picture for you guys. So I'm probably like four or five. Right. Like very young and clueless, right? And this will tell you a lot about my personality. So if you can envision like it being like 4am in the morning, it's still dark out. You see like the multicolored lights on the tree downstairs. And like, I can remember looking down the stairs and seeing like the hardwood panel Mm -hmm. on the walls, right in the tree right there. I remember thinking to myself, Christmas is really just for kids. And no one wants to have to unwrap all these gifts. But I love unwrapping gifts. So I think what I'll do is I'll unwrap all the gifts, uh, which I did. Look at this nice thing I did. I unwrapped you. all the presents. I organized them into piles for the family of who got what presents oh. and did everyone a favor by unwrapping all of the Christmas gifts oh under the tree. Gosh. And I got in so much I was trouble. Say, how did you that guys, go? I, I fucking ruined Christmas. Now that I'm a mom, though, I'm like, no one heard me doing that shit. (laughs) I know know a four year old is not quiet. But like, I remember thinking I was actually doing a really, really helpful thing. Yeah. Probably little kid logic. Probably the worst Christmas for my mom ever. And And if you know Deb, her love language is gift giving. So (laughs) I I mean, I, I literally remember being like, no one wants to have to do all this. It's always stressful. I'm just going to do it. And then everyone can just come. I love opening presents. Like everyone will just come down and their presents will be open and ready for them in piles. And they can just start playing. So if you don't know me in real life, there's my personality. (laughs) In a nutshell. Helpful too much. You have matured and gotten some wisdom since you were four though. Have I? Some. (laughs) I would still probably do that if I thought someone didn't like opening presents. I'd be like, I'll just do it. I'll do it for you. Fuck it. I'm not going to have you ruin my Christmas morning. I'm opening your presents. What about you, Miss? Well, similarly, mine has to do with opening presents. So, but I was a teenager. I was probably 12 or 13. I had to have been in middle school. And my mom was dating a man. And at one point, we ended up living with him and um, for several years. But at this point, we were still living in our apartment. And it might have been like the first Christmas where she was dating him. And she had all the gifts under the tree. And my best friend at the time, Melissa. Shout um, out to Melissa. Hey. Yeah, I know. She needs to listen to this. I don't know if she listens or not. But shout out to Melissa. Um, She and I were like two peas in a pod. And so she came over and was like, we should like open your gifts and see what they are. And then like wrap them back up. So we were doing that. We were like, look at. So we would like carefully unwrap everything like 
keeping the tape perfectly and like just sort of and then peeking in and seeing what it was. And, you know, I was a teenager, so it was mostly clothes. And um, so I was super excited. I was like, oh, it's a guest sweatshirt or ooh, it's a, you know. It's a hyper color. If I breathe on it, where it turns pink. <laughs> and so we're all getting very excited about it. And Melissa's helping me, right? So Melissa's, so I'm like, oh, it's a guest sweatshirt. Ooh, it's, you know, guest jeans or a spree, whatever. I don't know. And Melissa goes, ooh, it's men's socks. <laughs> <laughs> she had opened up mom's boyfriend's gifts. And so we were cracking and I'm like, you need to wrap that shit back up. And so we were like trying to like make it That's look funny. like we did your Christmas morning suck. A little bit, because it yeah. was like, yeah, I know, right? Like, I ruined my, I ruined it for myself. I used, <laughs> I used to do that like every single year for my presents. What? I'm, oh yeah, until no. I was yeah, like, I, like totally 20. ruined it for myself. <laughs> and you guys know this about me. I love surprises. I love adventure. Yeah. I love to do new things. And like for you, okay. So here's the way our anxiety presents itself differently. <laughs> You're anxious about like, what if I open this present and I don't like it, and everyone mm, sees my yep, face? Yep. I'm more anxious about like, what if I opened it and saw it and then I am disappointed and they can see my sheer disappointment and I can't hide it. You know what I mean? That, yeah. like, that's the difference. I love a good surprise. I've never opened a gift. I've never looked for a gift. I want to be like, I'm the kind of person where if you called and said, I booked us tickets to this like biggest ball of twine in, <laughs> in the universe. Like we're going to go on a road trip. I would be like, Okay, that sounds great. Whereas I think you would be like, how big is the ball of twine? What is it made of? I'm allergic to blackberries. Is there blackberries in the twine? <laughs> and, like, you Will would, there be any blackberries you would, in the twine? Here's, for the record, though, you would still go. Mm -hmm. You would just be worried the whole time, right? <laughs> yes, that someone was going to force feed you blackberries. And like that, that is the difference in how anxiety presents itself, though. Yeah, that is very accurate. Yeah, I never want to know what my gifts are. Are, oh, I, always, I don't anymore. I, do, I still weird. do. Yeah. It's difficult for me now as like a mom of two and a 30 something to walk past my Christmas tree and see that like Robbie wrapped a present for me and to not like just <laughs> know take, what it is. Yeah. Like, okay. Just, Liam's I'm, getting old enough. You could be like peek in there and tell me if it sucks. He probably knows what it is. <laughs> probably. Uh, honestly. But yeah, yeah that's hilarious. I'm really that's good. Funny. I'm good at unwrapping. <laughs> so when's the last time stealthily you, when's the last time you peeked at your presents probably before i got married okay so you've never so peeked been, at robbie's presents i don't think i have okay i'm pretty sure I and mean, he's even, he's good at hiding them even too. the dick in the box <laughs> <laughs> okay for those of you that have never i'm gonna put this in the show notes too if you've never seen dick in the box by justin timberlake oh, and um so andy samberg classic yeah. It's the best SNL skits you'll ever see in your entire life. And tie into Supernatural. In tie into Supernatural. One time we went to a con and somebody brought like it was like a prop of Dick in the Box. And, yes! and like and Jensen was like, Oh yeah, no, we're doing this. And he like <laughs> takes his belt off and like totally like does this and it's this whole like photo op where... I just want to put in another like another quick drop for like supernatural cons if you guys have never been to one and you've thought about it they're really they're, fun. they're expensive they are but even if you can just go general admission just go one time they are really well put together it's and super the, fun the cast get really into it and they're so gracious and so kind and it's really really worth it and I mean there are groups where if you don't if you can't afford a hotel room, you can go into this group, like if you're going to Chicago, for example, and say, I need a roommate, and you can sleep on someone's floor. 
Like yeah. it's yeah. a very um, generous uh, fandom for sure. Really so is, yeah. you should you should go to one. And my I think I told you guys this a couple episodes ago. My daughter wants to go to one, and now I'm like, oh, we're probably gonna have to go again. <laughs> yeah. So I hope you two will go, and Holly. I would love to. That would be so fun. I'd go to another one for sure. Yeah, I've not. You guys went last year, and I've not gone in like three or four years, and I'm kind of missing it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it is really fun. Do you guys want to do our nerdiest thing, please? The nerdiest thing of the week or Christmas related? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll go first. I went to the bookstore. I know that's shocking to everybody, <laughs> but I found some signed copies of A Light in the Flame, which I was really excited to get for myself. And then King of Battle and Blood. Thank you. That was a signed copy. And I texted Deb. I was like, do you want this? She was like, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. But that was a really cool find. And Robbie was like, I don't understand. <laughs> why do you need this? You and don't need like, to understand. I just Because do. it's awesome. That's yeah. why. He was like, why don't you just ask for it for Christmas? I was like, people are going to buy them. And then they won't be here. <laughs> exactly. And well, and they'll put them online and they'll mark them up. Yeah. Right. So, so. Which, don't be a shithead. Don't do that. <laughs> if yeah. you aren't buying it to keep it, don't buy it. Because there's someone that wants it. Don't yeah, for real. Do don't be stuff. a douche canoe. Yeah. yeah. So. Thank you. <laughs> I was excited about it. So, um, I'm going to go next, Mindy. I hope you don't mind. Um, Only because that King of Battle and Blood is on my new bookshelves Mm -hmm. that Whitney bought me. So, um, I've been going to this cognitive behavior therapy sleep specialist because I literally have not slept through the night since I was like eight years old. And um, I think a lot of our listeners know I live with a chronic illness. And my doctor says part of it is because my body can never sleep and heal. So... I'm not allowed to read in bed anymore. And obviously we're avid readers. I read for hours at night. And so um, we have this like formal living room in our house, which makes us sound bougie as hell. I swear (laughs) we're not. We live in like the burbs. It's just a normal house. Right. And um, but it would be like technically a formal living room. And we have always called it the library. It had like six bookshelves in it. that are like overrun. Right. (laughs) They're literally like books are like falling on the floor and shit. And so we covered the rest of the walls in bookshelves and got these like super cushy chairs. So now I have a whole bookshelf that's like it's autographed amazing. copies. It looks really good. Yeah. So it's very comfy. To help with the whole vibe, I have a TV like installed into one of the shelves that I turned the fireplace on on YouTube. And it's awesome. And like last night, I didn't want the fire. I wanted a thunderstorm. So I turned <laughs> on like a thunderstorm on YouTube. And it that's was cool. It's been this like super relaxing place. And now the kids are like, do you want to go read in the library? And I'm like, yes, yes I do. Always. Um, so it's been really kind of spectacular. The space that we kind of use sometimes has turned into this very welcoming, warm, go and relax. And I you love know, that. It's, it's been really, really awesome. So thank you for getting me that book. It's on the, <laughs> it's on the first bookshelf when you walk in. <laughs> Thanks. Wet. So mine is very Christmas related. Actually, when I decorate, I actually pretty much go all out for Christmas. It's mostly the only holiday I decorate for anymore. And this year, normally we have this archway that goes in between our dining room and our living room. And I normally put up like some greenery with some red bows. And then I have some, um, what are those called? Clothespins that I'll like clothespin any Christmas cards we get. Well, Christmas cards are kind of a thing of the past. Like I don't get nearly We've as many. We've gotten a couple this year, but I've noticed I'm like, it's like, we haven't gotten. Yeah. We like, get 
much yeah. less like than maybe we used less to. than 10 and we used to get like 50 yeah i used to fill up the whole greenery that goes all around them. and so and this year we bought some artwork uh, from a flea market that actually it's actually really cool we made our own little wood plank and it says let's go blues which is of course our favorite hockey team and so it's blue and yellow and it's right above we hung it right above this archway and I'm like I don't really I think it's gonna look weird if we put this greenery there so Darren my husband was like well buy some blue and gold tinsel and so I was like okay I went with this idea so we bought some blue and gold tinsel and I hung it up and I was like well it looks kind of plain so I thought it was an amazing idea that I printed out little photos of all the guys on the team you did not no and i told no no it gets better so then i cut out on my cricket little santa hats and put little santa hats on all of them and i close pinned all these pictures it's like all their like roster pictures and i hung those on there for the st louis blues yes it looks amazing i'm just gonna say it's the nerdiest thing i've ever done for christmas and my kids both separately on two different occasions they did not hear each other both said it was cringy Um, and I don't really care because it looks awesome and I love it and it makes me happy. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, it's really Cringy. no different than me last week posting a reel about my seven deadly exes or whatever. It's, it's no, it's no different. You're just doing right. it on a garland. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I know that you would drop trowel for any of those men in a heartbeat. <laughs> not, not all of them, but some of them. Yes. And actually, my daughter has kind of a crush on one of them and she was very adamant that he was in a top spot so she might have said it was cringy but she actually had some skin in that game so i know that the hottest guys are at the top and the guys without teeth are at the bottom faux show faux show (laughs) (laughs) that's it for our bonus episode thank you so much for listening next week we will be back to our regular a court of thorns and roses episodes with episode 11 where we will talk about chapters 25 26 and 27 Merry Christmas, happy holidays, all that good stuff. Whatever you celebrate. Bye, everyone. Bye. For exclusive content to keep up with all things nerdy, follow us on Instagram at Our Nerdiest Thing. We post book reviews, what to read next, and our cocktail recipes. Have something nerdy that you'd like to share? Email us at OurNerdiestThing at gmail.com. This podcast is edited and produced by The Story Guides. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.